Hey everyone, welcome to season two, episode four of the Useless Doctors Book Club. I'm Harshini. I'm Sarah. And I'm Pooja. And for this week's podcast, we'll be discussing the book Wahala by Nikki May. Uh, Nikki May is a Black author, and this is a her debut novel released in January and wanted to read it for Black History Month. And it's pretty excited because this is a friendship book with some juicy drama. So if you haven't <laughs> if you haven't listened to our podcast before, um, we'll start off with a spoiler-free summary and some spoiler-free reviews so you can see if you want to read the book and then we'll get into all the spoilers after that. So Pooja, can you give us the spoiler-free summary? Yes. Okay. So Wahala, in Wahala, we're basically following these four friends. The entire book takes place in London. Um, and we're following these four friends who are, or three friends mainly, and all of them are half Nigerian, half white. Um, and so they, they're dynamic, you know, they're friends since college. They have a good dynamic going. And then one of the friends, Simi, she um, basically has this childhood friend named Isabel, who she knows pretty well, but um, no one else knows. And she kind of introduces her into this friend group, this existing friend group. And basically the rest of the book is kind of exploring how the introduction of Isabel into this friend group kind of changes the dynamic, how they all interact differently, you know, what they think of each other, that sort of thing. And um, yeah, I would categorize this as literary fiction um but yeah that's kind of I just I don't want to get too you know too specific just yet because I think I might spoil something um but that's kind of the general gist of this book and Sarah do you want to give us your spoiler free review yeah so <laughs> you know I, I think I texted you guys that this but that I I like in the beginning could not stand this book and I think it's because when I first started reading the book I was super super hangry because I was waiting for my food and I I started reading it and I was like god this is another horrible friendship book like I I don't want to read this book because it starts out with like uh I guess it's, I think it's like, I don't know, four months or like some, some time, amount of time in the future. And then it goes back. And I don't know why, but I hate when authors do that. Like, I, because I literally nine times out of 10, maybe 10 times out of 10, I don't remember what they wrote at all anyway. So it's like, what is the point of having this? flash forward if I'm not even going to remember it by the time you get to that point in the book because I don't I don't remember what it was about at all especially when it's like some super dramatic scene like I get the point of it it's like to draw the reader in but I guess because I was so angry I was like super pissed off that the author did that but you know after that I got some food in me and I 
I really like the book. I would rate it probably a 4.5. I can't believe this is the author's debut book because this is like a crazy good book for it, like being her first book. Um, I, I don't, I, I thought I really like the friendship dynamics in this book. I think the author did a pretty good job at developing like their personalities and their characters. I mean, I guess that's kind of what the whole book was based off of, but I mean, you can still miss the mark if you're not a good writer, I guess. Um, yeah, it, it, it like felt like you were kind of part of the friend group and like you understood a lot about um, the front, the, the people in the friend group. I guess this is another book. <laughs> I feel like we keep reading books of where it's like each chapter is a different perspective. But yeah, I guess I liked it again because you can see where everyone was coming from. Um, I can't really say I liked any of the characters in this book, but um, I don't, they were, it wasn't like I was so repulsed. I didn't want to like, well, some, some of them didn't do great things, but it's not like I was so like annoyed that I couldn't read the book anymore. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, a, it was a nice, wholesome friendship book. I think that, I think the plot was pretty predictable, but I don't know if maybe that was the intention because there were quite a few hints about what would, about like what was happening. Um, so there wasn't like a whole lot of mystery, but I guess it was really more about the journey. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, would, I would recommend this book. Yeah. I think it's a lot better than that other friendship book we were I don't remember the title but that road trip one uh it was a lot better than that one so I think I think I would recommend this book to pretty much anyone I, I don't know who would really have any qualms about it I guess unless you don't like friendship books but yeah um uh, Shini what did you think about the book all right so I don't know. I'm I'm a bit I don't know if I'm surprised, but like I this book did not did not do it for me. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it it was a good book and I really I maybe it was one of those things where my standards were set high and I expected I don't know. Like I don't know what I expected, but I feel like it just didn't meet certain expectations or I got annoyed by certain things. Um, 100% agree that this was a solid, like, friendship novel compared to the other one. I was thinking about that other one, and I was like, yeah, this is this is much better than that. I'm also now thinking about my rating for that one, and I'm like, I don't know, because this, this book I rated three stars, but this was definitely better than the other book, which I might have rated three stars as well. But anyway... I don't know. Until you brought it up, Sarah, I totally forgot about the four the four months earlier part, and I literally just looked at that in the book, and I was like, I I have no memory of this. Like it was like a single page, but yeah, totally don't know how it kind of like 
like why the author started it that way because I feel like it you know reading it now I like know what it is but I would have absolutely no memory of it reading the book or like even even part way through the book I would have totally forgotten that scene like the thing that I kind of I guess like I don't know there I have a lot of thoughts I guess that I <laughs> I didn't fully write down so they're gonna come jumbled through this podcast but I feel like in general I kind of like went in with the expectation of like this friendship that in the Goodreads description it references Sex in the City and like the four friends in Sex in the City they all you know going through all their own drama but like they're all friends sticking together and I feel like with this book there's a lot of drama and a lot of stuff going on but I don't know for some reason like even though I felt like they were all good friends all in each other's lives for a long time like maybe it's just it didn't give me the satisfaction of like the heartwarming parts of their friendship because I feel like a lot of a lot of the introduction of this fourth person Isabel kind of caused a lot of the risks to happen but like I don't know it just made me feel like there was a lot more of like them kind of judging each other and like a lot of things around like I don't know stuff that annoyed me like them commenting on Ronke's weight a lot or like I don't know very like maybe kind of minute details that just annoyed me but I kept saying that like in my head at least for (laughs) season two I don't want to be so harsh on books I want to find good things that I like about each book and again I feel like this was still a solid book but one thing I really liked was this kind of perspective of all of these characters being half like Anglo-Nigerian and like bringing in a lot of parts of Nigerian culture through especially like Ronge's obsession with cooking and food and at the very end of the book there's actually a bunch of recipes of like Ronke's food which is pretty cool I was like wow this is very extra (laughs) that the author did this but like I love it it's extra in the best way but I would recommend this book still to people who are like looking for kind of a more like fun like girl read kind of thing I also know this is coming out as a series and I feel like this is the type of thing that I enjoy much more as a show than a book so I feel like I would still definitely check that out, even if I didn't totally enjoy the book as much as I wanted to. But Pooja, what were your thoughts? So I I kind of fall in between you. So if Sarah gave a 4.5 and you gave a 3, I give it a (laughs) 4. So I like, I I think I kind of agree with both of you in some ways. I enjoyed this book in the sense that I felt like it was a very compelling read. Like I was like intrigued in the story. I felt like the writing style of the author was fantastic. I was also surprised this was a debut novel because I was like, this is really good. Um, Not that debut authors can't be really good, but this is like exceptionally good for a debut author. Um, But yeah, I was, I was, I thought it was very compelling. I thought the writing style was great. That sort of thing. I also found every single character in this book insufferable like 
the four main characters or the four main women that we are following are all bad. Except, you know what? Ronke is okay. <laughs> Ronke is okay. She's good. Okay, fine. The other three, terrible. Worst people. <laughs> they all are, I was, all, half of my comments that I wrote down when I was thinking about my thoughts with the book are like, I hate all these people. Why does everyone suck? They're all terrible. I hate this person. This person sucks. Um, and I think that definitely, uh, so I, it's, I, I like reading also about like people, like characters I don't like. It's not that I have an issue with that per se, but there needs to be some sort of resolution. And I felt like the ending just didn't do it for me in this book. Um, I didn't, I felt like it didn't really connect with, I, th I thought that some characters were kind of, by the end were like, they, there was, the author did such a good job of setting up who they were throughout the entire book, but the ending just, it was like out of character for them for to do certain things. And I felt like that there was like a disconnect between like their whole characterization built up to the ending and then the ending itself. Um, but we can get into that in this spoiler section. Um, I, this book kind of caught me off guard. There were certain parts. I think Harshni, you had mentioned that it was going to be kind of heartwarming last week. So I went into it thinking it would be heartwarming. But I think from the very first few pages, when you see the dynamic between the friends, you realize this isn't like a heartwarming friendship at all. Um, all the characters, I was surprised they're even friends. <laughs> because they, they like do, they say a lot of questionable things. And that kind of really pissed me off at certain points. But I also felt like it was quite realistic of certain friendships that I've seen, you know, and have experienced as well, where like people are kind of, they're not necessarily, you know, like all buddy, buddy all the time. There's like some layers of, you know, jealousy, toxicity that kind of go under and that's, it's normal. It's part of life. And it would have been weird if it was all, if everyone was always like, yeah, you're so great all the time. Like, I don't, I think that would be more unrealistic than this. Um, but I do get where you're coming from, Harshini. There were some parts where I was like, why are they even friends? <laughs> These people don't even seem like they're friends. Um, but yeah, I would recommend this book. I definitely think it's, it's. I'm very intrigued to see what this author, like future books this author has, because I really liked it's kind of like, I felt like this was, you could feel the tension throughout this book the entire time between like, these friends and like their relationships and like there's so much tension and going on and I just really found it compelling and so yeah I I definitely I liked it I would recommend it four stars for me Harshini you never said if you would recommend it no I thought I did I yeah I would recommend the book in like in general I feel like it's the type of book that is more for like I don't know if if you like this kind of book in general about friendships and drama and like just I I think another person <laughs> in a review I read like referenced Gossip Girl which I've never seen but like I don't know I'm just thinking like drama filled shows with people that are like you know friend like like what Pooja described you literally <laughs> watched One Tree Hill. Okay, you love that show. <laughs> okay, Wintry Hill, listen, I'm watching it now. And I feel like they have the friendships are are well, I don't know. They're they're pretty solid in that book. This one, I don't know. It's just it's just weird because I feel like 
I can understand that they're friends. Like, they just, they're in each other's lives, but they're not, like, you don't see their friendships develop or, like, you don't see the friendships in the, like, I love you stage. You, know? yeah, <laughs> you like, like, only see, like, the one side of the friendship. You don't see, like, necessarily the positive side. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's still cute, though, because it's, like, I don't know. It's because they're later in their lives, like, they're in, like, they're, 30s mid to late 30s I want to say like you see Ronke and Simi's relationship with Boo's daughter who's like oh my god auntie Ronke auntie Simi and so, so stuff like that is very cute but it's like yeah in, in that stage where you're like you've you know these people forever and you're like all right we can shit talk we can shit talk my friend because I like you know she knows I love her kind of thing but yeah Anyway, I feel like it's still, it's definitely still a book I would recommend. I, I feel like especially because I think a lot of people I know would like a book like this. It is not a thriller. So that definitely makes a lot more of my friends interested in books when there's nothing scary in them. But. All right. Thanks. So we're going to go into the spoiler section. So if you want to read this book, uh, you can pause the podcast now and then come back once you finish the book. Or if you're not interested in reading the book, you can continue listening and hear all our thoughts about it. So, Pooja, I hear you have a lot of thoughts about it. Why is it every single time you guys are like the person because, doing a little PSA? You're like, so Pooja, I hear you have a lot of thoughts about this book. Because every time before we start the podcast, which is like, I have a lot of thoughts about this book. All right. So I just want to hear what you think about it. I mean, I can start talking, but. All right. Well, I mean, since you asked, I guess I'll share some thoughts. I <laughs> Okay, the first thing I just want to say, why do we read books with, like, every single book we read has a murder in it, even if it's not a thriller, <laughs> even if it's just like a, like, last, last week's book, not expecting a murder to happen, somehow a murder happened in that book, this week's book, somehow murder happens, and I'm like, I was not, why, was there a need to have the murder, there was no need to kill coyote in this the i'm not saying he was a good man but there's no need to kill the guy okay i, I don't think he was that horrible <laughs> no yeah i know i'm saying i'm not saying he was good but like I, i'm not saying he was like that bad to get killed that's what i'm saying like oh. I, he was like he was like a guy that's all like he yeah wasn't awful to get just like get murdered that's crazy yeah i i Actually, I never thought about whether this murder was necessary. I mean, I guess they kind of realized she was like, like Isabel was like stirring the pot. Like that too. <laughs> I was like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was a little crazy uh, before she killed Coyote, but um. So maybe in that sense, it, like, wasn't totally necessary. I don't know. Do you guys think it fits the profile of, like, what was set up for Isabel? 
that that's like this is one of the she was like the main character i felt like her characterization went off the rails there is like this common so this is sorry i'm just gonna get slight slight in-depth discussion here but there's like this like character trope that tends to happen where like a villain right like their villainous tendencies are like really you know they're like hinted at they're the villain is like super cunning and all that sort of stuff like until the point where characters find out that the villain is the villain and then he like or he or she just like drops the entire act and then they become like their like true murder selves or whatever and like and then it's just like okay well the thing that made you interesting was that you would like hint at the fact that you're kind of villainous but now you're just like dropping the act and just going full villain mode which is like uncharacteristic of you and i feel like in this particular case right isabel play, like she she was like such an interesting character like i genuinely thought like up until that point like she's like you know playing all the friends against each other like she's like infiltrating their lives ruining their lives essentially all for like her personal gain but she's doing it so cleverly like she's like super cunning about it and all that sort of stuff and then as soon as like one of the friends finds out that isabel is actually like a terrible person she like suddenly drops the act and then is like yeah i'm just gonna full-on murder this guy and then tell ronke that i murdered this guy or not i don't know if she tells ronke she, te she tells some friend that she like murdered coyote and then i was like that's so uncharacteristic of you. Here you are, you played, you all, you were like this like clever villain character this entire time. But as soon as someone finds out that you're the villain, suddenly you're just gonna like show all your cards all of a sudden. That just seems so uncharacteristic. I, do you get what I'm saying? I feel, did I go in a circle there? Do you get it? <laughs> yeah, I thought so that like, yeah, I forget exactly how this happened, but like she definitely, I think contacted Simi being like, oh, like Coyote or like, someone attacked me and she was like right. in the hospital and everything i forget exactly when she revealed that she murdered him or if it was more like simmy kind of just realized that like hey this Wait. was murder this was not yeah i think i think because well the, the way she said it was like because i just read this this morning <laughs> um she was like oh he attacked me like i was defending myself and then Simi thinks it's like her ex-boyfriend, but she's like, oh no, my ex-boyfriend's in LA. It was actually Coyote. So, mm. and then, I mean, I guess, I guess Simi put together that it was murder because like she knows that Coyote is not a violent guy and wouldn't attack her. Yeah. Okay. But even, even with that though, Isabel is not the murderous type right like she's like definitely evil in the sense that she's like you know plays people off each other she's very manipulative not necessarily yeah. murderous that's what i was trying to get yeah i feel like i feel like it would have been nice if the author put like more things in that like made that framed isabel more into like i wouldn't be surprised if she murdered someone but like i feel like it was more done like after the fact to try and like justify it like being like oh i was the one who wanted like ronke's dad to die so i told my dad that he was cheating on like with his wife mm -hmm. like with isabel's mom <laughs> yeah uh i don't know yeah i i i think 
I mean, there were like little bits of like, oh, Isabel seems like she's playing people. But like, yeah, again, it's probably more just manipulative and not like necessarily violent because it's not like she was ever violent. And the only thing like outbursts she had were like after the fact when it was like, yeah, oh, we already know who you, like what type of person you are. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I feel like this was like I yeah I guess a lot of it is related to her character but it felt like another like this went off the rails at the end and I don't know it it was like I feel like this book was generally more dramatic like I don't know We Are the Brennans was also dramatic but like this was dramatic in a different like way to me where I don't know like all the problems going on were like a lot and I feel like by the end it was kind of cool the way the author did it, but also in a way where, like, I don't know, I don't think it completely fit the rest of the, like, pace of the story. Because, I don't know, at, at some points and, like, after I read the book, I was kind of like, I don't even know what happened in this book. Like, I don't know. I feel like there was, like, a big chunk of it where... Like, it was in a, at a slower pace, and we were really working through all these problems that each of the characters had. And then by the end, it's, like, all this stuff happens. Like, Coyote gets murdered. We find out the whole thing about Isabel and Ronke's dad, like, dying because of Isabel. And then I think Boo is related to Isabel <laughs> somehow. And then, like, yeah, Simi, something, something with Simi. <laughs> and, like, and... Isabel back when like they were in yeah I don't know something with their family isn't all that like a lot of stuff about like all the characters actually being tied to Isabel and I was like whoa (laughs) all happened in the span of like just a little bit and I was like okay okay this is all of the things that have happened like I don't know if you just like put them all together like there's just so much so much stuff to process at the end of the book there where I don't know it just it was a little too much for me I was like what is happening this is like similar to the ending of rock paper scissors where like you just crammed a bunch of stuff in like the last 15% of it or even last week's book like we are the Brennans. like the last 15% you were just like all right, every everything just like throw in a murder there. Like let's throw in some reveals and all this sort of shit. Like I don't know. I just feel like some. It's like I feel. I don't know. I just low key kind of think that's a little bit of like lazy writing. Like you're just trying to get like a feet like a shock factor at some point. You're just like let me have like five different reveals at the end and then twist, 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 and then bam. Yeah, I I really didn't understand like okay like murder whatever but like saying that boo was her half sister like literally there was no point to it it was like the other was trying to be like i need some connection of boo with me otherwise it's not going to be like full circle or something i was like there's no way every single person here like nigeria is not that small that you have a connection with three random people in London <laughs> like I'm sorry but like no <laughs> and so I like when it, I I like rolled my eyes when I read that part because I was like 
I mean, okay, fine. I mean, I, I think I think the murder wasn't ideal, but like completely unnecessary for me is saying that Boo was her half sister because it literally added nothing. Like it didn't do anything. It's not like Boo was like I it did it like okay, Boo was upset that she was her half sister, maybe, but like out other than that, you got literally nothing from that information. <laughs> so I don't know that that part bothered me more than the murder. Speaking of Boo, I hated Boo. Like from beginning to end, I hated Boo. I also did not like Simi, but like I, I, I hated both of them. Really, <laughs> I did not like. Like I genuinely was like, these two people are so insufferable and the worst, and. Not to take the side of their husbands, but like their husbands weren't that bad. Well, we didn't see their perspectives, so we don't know, you know, what other random shit they were doing. But like from the perspective, like Boo and Simi were definitely horrible, horrible friends to Ronke, 100%. Like they, Ronke does not deserve this. (laughs) She deserves better. Ronke, justice for Ronke. Honestly, this poor woman throughout this entire book gets the worst, like the worst things. She's the only person with redeeming characteristics in this book. And she has the worst. Okay, but she was like somewhat judgmental, not super supporting sometimes. Boo and Simi deserve to be judged. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I get it. But if you come to someone and you're like, bro, I just messed up my entire life. The last thing you want is someone to get mad at you for messing up your life. You okay, first of all, Boo deserved to be yelled at. This bitch was the worst person. Literally. I know. I'm not person. saying she didn't. I'm not saying she didn't. But, like, yeah, like, like, Boo knows she fucked up, okay? It's not like Boo was, like, she, okay, in, in the yeah. end, she knew. Like, when she went to Ronke to talk about it, she knew she messed up. So, like, being... Okay, like, wait. I, I get it. I get it. I like I see where you're coming from because I see like Ronke was like very not sympathetic in that moment. And like Boo wanted sympathy, right? Because she was like, okay, listen, I know that I messed up. Can you just tell me like it'll be okay? Like, okay, like basically that's what you want. And Ronke was like, fuck you. <laughs> like, no. But the thing is, okay, here's my thought, right? Like, I feel like throughout the entire book, all we saw were Simi and Boo using Ronke. Ronke, can you come babysit my kid? Ronke, can you do this for me? Ronke, can you do that for me? Can you come talk to me? Can you literally when Simi's parents came, she was like, Ronke, can you come and just like help me out and like cook for me and like do everything? And then she yelled at Ronke while she came to her house at like in the night to do all this shit for her and then like every all the entire time Simi and Boo are just using Ronke and then finally when Ronke straight up with them they're like oh why'd you say that you're the worst <laughs> it's like dude you just use the woman the like this one I'm saying like Ronke like was used and abused okay and then like is the only person with redeeming characteristics and she gets the worst ending like it's her it's her boyfriend who dies and then Simi and Boo are like living their best lives like fucking Boo goes to France and then Simi moves to New York and they're like yeah and we get to keep our husbands even though we like lied and cheated to them <laughs> like 
the worst. <laughs> yeah, I agree. They they did do her a little dirty, but <laughs> I mean, she yeah, I guess she she was probably uh, yeah, probably my most liked person, but I I feel like sometimes she could have been I guess she was supportive, but sometimes I don't she know. I guess she was in her own way. I do yeah. agree. She was like a little blunt, but yeah. also I feel like she was just kind of frustrated at that point because they were just using and abusing her. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I don't know. I was also just like I. I definitely knew um, Pooja would not like boo. <laughs> kind of like boo's the cheater. Definitely, Pooja's gonna be like, I hate you. I feel like, I don't know, at least as far as like their problems, though, I was kind of like, I don't know. I mean, Ronke's like main issue basically throughout the book was like, oh, you know, she she always goes after the wrong guy and like Coyote's like not a good boyfriend. And basically, Simi and Boo talk about that like behind her back and all of that. I don't know I also was like uh, like I don't know I don't really like this problem but I feel like the most not like I don't know I I guess I didn't like I'm not saying I loved Simi as a character but I just feel like her problem of like oh like I don't want to actually be a mother but like and I had this abortion that my husband doesn't know about and stuff like that I felt like that was the most like compelling problem in like out of their three problems so in that way I was like more like I like Simi a little bit more than Boo Boo was like just sick of her life <laughs> I was like girl why are you like like I honestly I can understand her perspective in some ways like I feel like women have moments like that in their lives but also like I don't know she definitely I don't know could have redeemed herself at some point and I agree that like I feel like she just kind of did it and her like life ended up being okay even though she probably should have like I don't know gotten some some more like punishment or like Didier should have not been so forgiving but I don't know I I did feel like Simi like had more of a compelling perspective or like issue that she was going through yeah I agree I think I think Simi like I definitely liked Simi more than um boo just because like even i think she kind of even was more likely to defend ronke as well like there was that one part where boo was like oh my god everything is ronke's fault ronke is always trying to steal my husband from me and then to me he's like no and like you know ronke for so long would she ever do that to you like i just felt like boo just like (laughs) i feel like i'm just ranting about this character but she's just like was so quick she she was so quick to just like hate on her friends which I was like you you've known these people for a significant part of your life like you know who they are as people you know what they might do and might not do like don't be so quick to like just assume the worst of your own best friend like that doesn't make any sense but yeah but then I feel like what the author kind of did with Simi and Boo, though, at the end particularly, was just be like, well, they just blamed all their problems on Isabel. And then once Isabel is out of the picture, now their problems are resolved. 
which doesn't like that that's there's no clear resolution there like do you think Didier and Simi or Didier and Boo are gonna have like this great marriage after this because Isabel is no longer there to influence Boo like clearly I feel like all Isabel did was bring up the issues and then the issues never got resolved <laughs> and then they were like okay done <laughs> yeah that's true because like I remember Boo was saying that she hates her life and it's so mundane before like she was even friends with Isabel so like I mean yes maybe Isabel coaxed her more into cheating but like she was already having a miserable time it's not like now that Isabel's gone she's having a less miserable well maybe a little bit less but it's not yeah I I think it it maybe wasn't super resolved but yeah I guess I guess at the end it was literally just like oh we're best friends in different places and that's it it wasn't like we worked this out it was like yeah our husbands automatically forgave us for what we did yeah honestly maybe that's another reason why I felt like I didn't even that didn't even occur to me after I read that ending that was just off the rails and I was like too much happened (laughs) so at least like Isabel is like gone and like we found out all this stuff but I totally forgot yeah that like I don't I don't think anything happened with Simi either that like resolved her issues and I feel like it's since that was like her like Boo's main issue, Simi's main issue throughout the entire book, like not having a resolution to that feels like a little bit like, uh, like I'm missing something. But again, I feel like the author just threw a lot at you at the end. So you didn't almost missed it. <laughs> almost forgot that you didn't get the resolution. So so one thing, another, I'm looking at my list and I just want to go down the list as to, okay, so we talked about Boo, we talked about their friendship. Okay, so Harshni, you kind of alluded to this already of like Ronke's problem, right? Like each friend kind of has a big problem. So we know Simi's problem is the fact that like, you know, she doesn't want to have children. Um, and then like Boo's problem is like her miserable life with a very loving husband and I guess like she just is exhausted. That's like the main issue here um, with like being a mother and also working and all that sort of stuff. So Ronke's problem throughout the entire book, as you mentioned, Harshni, was just like, she doesn't, she feels like her friends will judge her based on her relationship. And she wants to prove to her friends that like she chose the right guy this time. And so the thing is like from the beginning, I was like, this coyote seems like bad news. Like, I feel like this guy, like the way that, you know, he keeps like, he's like very much a last minute ditch type person. Like he'll just like last minute be like, I'm sorry, I can't make it. Like that sort of thing. And like Ronke is just very forgiving. And I feel like she's essentially a doormat and he just walks all over her. And I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. But the thing is, it turns out like it in, you know, then like there's this plot point where Isabel apparently had previously dated Coyote. Um, and like, you know, Boo and Simi, you know, knew about, they found out that Isabel had previously dated him, but they never tell Ronke. 
Um, and then Isabel eventually tells Ronke. Coyote even like even does not tell Ronke. Then Isabel tells Ronke, oh yeah, I dated your ex-boyfriend, or I Coyote's my ex-boyfriend or whatever. Um, and then Ronke just like gets kind of pissed about it and she's like, why didn't you know Coyote tell me or all that sort of stuff? Anyway, to some extent, I and then you end up like by the end of the book, you end up finding out that Coyote is actually like not bad. Like he he has some questionable moments. There's like this one scene where he gets really drunk and then kind of like, you know, like harasses Ronke. And then like, that's like very problematic. And then Ronke just goes back to him, which is another thing to unpack there. But, but the idea being that like, at the end of the day, like Coyote was not the main villain or like the main antagonist, which I thought was, that's kind of like what I thought his thing was trying to like, I thought like they were setting it up so that he was going to be kind of like a main villain in this story or something like that. Like maybe he's the reason why the friends break up. I don't know what it was, but anyway, I was just thinking like, what were you guys, what were your opinions on Coyote? Like, did you also feel like he was, you know, bad news? I thought that he was going to have a bigger role, but like he did end up having a big role, but I just, I don't know. I thought he was like more of a catalyst for stuff. Yeah. I, to be honest, didn't really like his development. I was kind of confused about it because like I, I also went through like the same like in the beginning he seemed like a really bad guy and then you find out he's actually not as bad but it just confused me because like throughout the book it's like Sumi and Boo saying oh he's always a bad guy she always picks the bad guys and to me like okay okay he always stood her up but then like all of a sudden he changed and he doesn't like stand her up anymore like she he wants her to go meet his mom and he's like being like they want to get a flat together it's like like I don't to me it was like from one spectrum to the other it was like oh I don't want anything to do with you to oh I want to like marry you to move in with you like to meet my mom and I didn't see like why that changed like if if he was so bad that Boo and Simi like automatically like from the beginning already had this image in their head that he's like a really bad guy and is not the right guy for her then how come he all of a sudden changed into a guy that is the right guy for her? Like, there was no development there. <laughs> he just all of a sudden changed, which kind of bothered me. Like, I mean, it's nice to know that he wasn't actually a bad guy, but like, it's like, I don't, it's weird to me. <laughs> like, there was, there was no reasoning behind it, in my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, I honestly forgot about him again, was to not follow all the things that happened in the end, clearly, because I forgot that he was, like, yeah, like, making more steps forward with Ronke by the end, but I don't know, I didn't really, like, see him as a super villainous kind of person in the beginning or anything, I definitely, yeah, like, didn't like the fact that he was, you know, I, I feel like... Ugh, it's so annoying. I'm like, I feel like that's like honestly one of the worst things you can do when you're like in a relationship with someone and you just like 
don't show up like I'm just like how can someone do that like even if a friend who like I'm not that close with did that and they just like didn't show up to like I don't know I guess they would I don't know why I would invite them to meet like my aunt but like even if it was like a situation with like multiple people like I don't know stuff like that annoys me already so like I was annoyed by that even though I feel like it's not like the worst thing it's not like he's like such a like evil person it's just like a bad boyfriend kind of behavior but like I also felt like once Isabel was involved and like you know she was definitely trying to paint it as like oh Coyote and I are like getting back together or like he's trying to like make a move on me and she was basically trying to convince Bronke that he was bad news and stuff and I definitely was like all right like good coyote and isabel like isabel is definitely the worst one here like i by by that point i was like coyote is fine like isabel is the big big problem person here but i definitely didn't yeah see any reason like you said sarah for why his behavior changed a lot and i feel like yeah that was i guess like part of the character changes throughout the towards the end of the book you just like the author just paints Isabella as such a like terrible person that like everyone seems fine <laughs> in comparison even people we don't like like boo like we're like all right boo you have your problems but you're not Isabel so <laughs> you're fine yeah yeah and um, I mean like I don't know if you guys agree with this but I found Isabel to probably be the most compelling character like you're just like oh what shit is she gonna fuck up next like (laughs) she's trying to ruin all these people's lives I'm like wow I mean the thing is like I think one other thing that the author did pretty well in this book was like so she so it was very clear that Isabel is trying to ruin like Simi Boo and Ronke's life essentially like just like go in and just ruin their life and you don't really know like what her motivations were which I think is like a big maybe like not like something that I think could have been better like I think we could have found out more about why Isabel is just like off the rails like what is her motivation why does she want to ruin these people's lives specifically um and I think maybe there was like something about like well this girl is her half-sister this girl like stole her ex-boyfriend I don't know whatever it is but like why does she want to ruin Simi's life what does Simi do nothing um, but the thing that I was, the point that I was trying to get to was that the author did a good thing of showing the impact of Isabel's like cunningness or manipulativeness on people adjacent to the people that she's trying to manipulate. So like we saw that like, you know, clearly Isabel is trying to ruin Boo's life, but then we also saw the impact of it on Didier, right? And like, he didn't do anything wrong, but like he is kind of like adjacent to the situation and therefore gets hit hard. And his family life is also ruined because of this. And like, we see like Martin, like Martin, you know, is like this dude and he's like, loves Simi and all this sort of stuff. But then like, when we see he finds out the truth about it, like it like crushes him. And then he is just like, I don't like, I can't be in this relationship anymore. And you get to see like the effects of it not just on like you didn't see like boo sad you saw didier really upset as well and like 
that whole thing as well. I, I just thought it was, it, that was interesting, but I do wish that we found out more about why Isabel just has so much hatred for these individual people, which I don't think was explained enough. Yeah, I think, yeah, I liked how, like, I guess, I guess to like clearly define the situation, you do kind of have to automatically include Didier and Martin, but I think it was nice like additional dimension to show like especially it would give more characters like characterization to Boo and Simi to see how like oh their husband reacted in this way like how how do they handle it um yeah I don't know I think it was nice incorporation especially like since they're all friends so seeing like how Renault interacts with Rocket. <laughs> Rocket. I was like, oh, I forget. I just know how <laughs> I spent like head. several minutes talking about Rocket. I know. I just I just have it in my head how I read it and then I find out how it's said and I'm like, wait, I don't know which one is rich. But anyway, like her interaction with Didier and like Sophia and I don't know. I think it added a nice dimension and like extra hit home, like how much of an impact Boo cheating had and like the dynamic of that family because you already knew the dynamic prior to um, that happening. And yeah, I guess just like the shit storm that Isabel caused by doing what she did. I I also agree that it would be nice. Like, I actually, were there chapters with Isabel's perspective? I don't remember. I didn't think so. But I think it would be, I mean, I guess it would be harder to be like, this is what I'm planning. If, if like, you got her perspective, even though it's kind of obvious. I mean, the murder part wasn't obvious, but, like, the wanting to fuck everyone's life up part was obvious. Um, But maybe, like... I guess one last, I think, yeah, one last chapter at the end where it was, like, Isabel's perspective would have been nice. Like, even if it was, like, oh, this shit that I wanted to get done is all done, like, now I'm going to go on to the next thing. It would be nice to still, like, I guess, see her resolve, like, if she has any from, like, wreaking all the havoc that she Um. Yeah. What about you, Hershey? What do you think? Yeah, I think that definitely would have been nice. Like, I, I feel like it's, I don't know, I have like mixed opinions because I did kind of like that she wasn't like you saw everything from the three main friends and like she was kind of this lurker person. Like, I don't know, I feel like I also enjoy when people can be so manipulative and smart and like make all these little moves with like people like I don't know it's it's not like social strategy because it's not a game it's people's lives but if they were trying to play a game with people's lives like this is how you do it so I feel like that's interesting to see and it's like definitely more interesting when you see it not from like the evil person's mind in this case Isabel but it's also I feel like always fun to be in this mind of like the person who is 
the mastermind evil person. So I, I feel like, yeah, I, I definitely think that she was an interesting character who you didn't, again, like, you just didn't even know, like, all her connections to the characters until the very end. So it's hard to, like, exactly understand her motivation. And I think you brought this up before, Sarah, but, like, she was actually the one, like, this part kind of confused me. And I, I was, like, switching between the audiobook and reading the book. And I had to, like, literally read the book, like, read some chapters again, because I thought that, Simi had found out like you basically realize that like um Isabel's like dad is connected to wait no Isabel's mom is connected to Ronke's dad right yes um (laughs) so you find out like oh like there is this connection that's happening and then like that really sets the tone for okay you start to find out like all the bad stuff Isabel's been doing like the main characters by now and so yeah I feel I feel like (laughs) that part I was like oh my god there's like so much stuff going on and then you find out like it's all Isabel which I don't know like I mean she was such a small person probably (laughs) then like I don't understand how she like masterminded this stuff but from a young age but again like it would definitely have been interesting to like really understand because I feel like you can kind of put it together like okay maybe some parts of like you know Ronke's dad being involved with her mom like messed with her life and she basically has these connections to each of these characters who happen to be friends in London she's like found you guys (laughs) found you on Simi's Facebook page (laughs) so now I'm gonna come and infiltrate and like cause a bunch of havoc but like yeah it would it would be nice to like really have that put together a little bit for you so you didn't have to come up with it on your own yeah like I could I could picture like the movie version like we we only follow Isabel so like we follow Isabel from like when she sees and then we like remove the part of the murder we like get rid of it we like only do like non-murder manipulation so like she like like gets Ronke and Coyote to break up like she she does all that sort of stuff and then she just is like all right my work here is done I'm leaving and then goes and ruins someone else's life that'd be a great movie I'd watch it no honestly now that you're saying that I'm like that's kind of like pretty little life person that you know signed a who like finds out all their secrets and then exposes them and everything and I'm like yeah honestly they can make this a wonderful like more interesting version of Pretty Little Liars which I feel like went off the rails as well but yeah yeah, I'm definitely excited for this show like it is they're not gonna hear this podcast and take into account Pooja's suggestions because I think it's already being made but hopefully it'll be it'll be good that's good I I was thinking um there's this show on Netflix called the girl from nowhere and she gave me she gave me like full-on Isabel lives live like vibes sorry not lies she gave me full-on Isabel vibes um but she was not a murderer so like all she does is like and it's like a show so like every episode all she does is like go into a situation ruin everything and then leave 
and it's and she this woman but the thing is she only ruins people's lives who are like terrible like they're like the first episode there's like this teacher who like takes advantage of his students like in a, like you know minors sexually and that sort of thing he like essentially grooms them and that sort of thing so she comes in like ruins his life and then leaves and then i'm like yes <laughs> good for you she's like always winning it's such a good show you should watch it I, I was gonna say i thought it was like everyday people i was like i think i would be like a little exhausted seeing someone ruin so many no. people's lives but it's i like guess only terrible people yeah yeah that makes it better yeah then you're just like rooting for her you know? yeah <laughs> go ruin that guy's life yeah but you should check it out it's on netflix okay they're not sponsoring this podcast <laughs> i was gonna say we sound like such a sponsor right now <laughs> no no <laughs> netflix is not sponsoring this podcast i wish <laughs> i don't know i I feel like all I can think about this book is like the ending. I feel like the middle is like, what even happened? I don't even know. I don't have any thoughts in the middle. Isabel was just slowly ruining their lives. Yeah. I do have to say, I feel like I, okay, wait, question. Who is your favorite character? Well, I already said I didn't like, I guess. But like out of all the ones that you didn't like, who did you who did you like Rafa. the most? Is that how you say it? The, her dentist helper? The nurse? Oh, Rafa. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot who Rafa <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I was saying it wrong because you guys had no idea who I was talking about. No, I was like, is she pronouncing wrong gay the wrong way again? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he was like, he was just a good supportive friend yeah. that was always there for Ronke. So... Yeah, I vibe with him. Yeah. What I about you? Was good. Yeah. What about you, Hershey? I liked. I liked Ronke. I feel like you know Ronke wasn't like, I don't know, like she was definitely the best out of the three friends, and like definitely someone like Rafa, who's like, I don't know. I mean, like, there's nothing bad to say about Rafa. We don't know anything bad about Rafa, but like out of the characters who you like know better, and I don't know Didier, like also cool guy like solid husband and everything but I don't know I feel like I related to Ronke just because I was like wow you really love food and I really love food <laughs> so I was like I relate to you in that way but um and she also really loves kids and I was like I was trying to think about who which one of the characters we would be which yeah now I feel like that's honestly gonna be offensive because unless you're Ronke <laughs> like this is offensive <laughs> I was oh, definitely... Harshini, don't you dare say I'm like boo <laughs> you know what boo I mean... that's what I was thinking <laughs> ah <laughs> being married to some guy and like she's like I have this kid I don't even want this kid I don't want this marriage dude I know when she was like I'm daydreaming about like the like Didier dying and Sophia not even existing I was like Bro, what is wrong with you? Oh. Like, who does that? For a second, I thought you were going to be like, this reminds me of Pooja. I'd be like, how How could you say that? Yeah, I'm sure you've had those thoughts where you thought your husband was dead and your child didn't exist. Oh my God. No, but yeah. That, actually, I'm glad you didn't bring that up because I feel like it would have been offensive. 
like to anyone. <laughs> but yeah, I I I agree. I think Ronke was probably. I already said that. Like she was like the had the best most redeeming qualities i feel like every time i read this book i was like she was always cooking something and then i was like i just need to try nigerian food like what is this i've never i've never tried nigerian food before but it sounds tasty so yeah i was always i mean i guess the recipes are in the book but i was always curious like when they said a dish like they like pounded yams or something i was like Damn, I wish I could try that right now. <laughs> Just like living the experience of the book, you know, then I can like relate more to the book or like vibe with the book. Like when they're eating the food, you eat the food, you know. Yeah. Oh, same vibe, same vibe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Ronke was cool. I like Didier. Did he I feel like Didier deserved better also. Like I just felt like he was a doormat. Ronke was a doormat yeah pretty much and just let everyone walk over them i think i found Ronke slightly frustrating at times because i was like dude just say that you don't want to do something like just say no why are you saying yes because it, it, it like it's like she had like a full-time job like everything but then she was always like willing to just like yeah I'll come over to your house and like cook for like 10 people or something that's fine like, Simi had that, like, dinner party, and Rangi was like, yeah, I guess I'll come and cook for you. And then I was like, okay, it's not even, like, it's not even, like, she's, like, a chef or something that, like, she, like, already has this food, and, like, she's just bringing it. No, 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 no. She, like, was a dentist and then came over and, like, after a full day's work, like, you know, and comes over and then is like, yeah, I'll start from scratch and cook everything for you. And I was like, who are you? Like, what you have all the time in the world like what are you doing yeah dude i i want a friend like that to cook for me okay don't take advantage of your friends like that i only if they love cooking and they offer i would if they all yeah if they offer (laughs) to cook for me but yeah like um chris's friend loves to cook and anytime you hang out with him he'll just make dinner for you and i'm like this is this is such a quality friend. it sounds like kavya yeah i guess yeah kavya always i mean it was always spaghetti but it was Listen, it's, okay don't complain when they offer i wasn't food. i wasn't i was just saying <laughs> i ate a lot of spaghetti in undergrad yeah i mean we had there was like tacos once in a while. Yeah, it's wholesome stuff. Yeah, it was nice. It was like someone making food for me. That's good. Yeah. Ronke was cool. Everyone needs a Ronke. Everyone needs a Rafa. Everyone needs a Didier. No one needs a boot. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. No. Okay. Yeah. Anyone have any other thoughts? Okay, everyone. (laughs) Okay, thanks for listening to Season 2, Episode 4, where we talked about Wahala by Nikki May. Next week, we're going to read A Lot Like Adios. Um, So... (laughs) By Alexis Daria. (laughs) 
so close. But let's just start, yeah? It is the second book in the series. We reviewed the first book in season one, so if you want to check that out, go ahead. Um, yeah. Anyone has have anything else they want to say? The the previous book was you had me at Ola. And, right. And I was gonna say that. To identify. <laughs> just in case you had to identify. I was gonna say, and then I was like. Shit, I don't remember what the first book was called. Yeah. By the way, Sarah is the one who chose this book for next week. Just, just letting, just putting that. I, I literally don't know what my problem is with remembering like titles and authors. Like, you remember, like you remember the most obscure character in this book in Wahala, which had so many characters. You remember the name Rafa. Remember? Because yeah, I loved him. He was like so sweet, and like when they were trying to make Ronke feel better, I was like, he's so sweet. Yeah. No, he he was a good character. He, yeah. I recall him being good, good guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.